live on Facebook. Good morning, everyone. Well. Morning minutes. Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, the window. And Pablo of- Picasso next to me on Facebook. Yes, Pablo Picasso. We're going to be talking about the art of negotiations and basically the difference of having three unhappy people, four unhappy people. Um, Even the person who buys the property is not happy with how potentially the agent has handled it and how you can have a happy scenario with all parties, even with the buyers who don't buy the property. Um, I think most agents can relate to negotiations where they look back and go, oh, I could have done that better. What could I do next time? And this show is all about sharing our experience, how we run a negotiation, especially with multiple buyers is where a lot of um, it come comes undone. And sometimes agents, they just think about the money rather than the process for themselves and they rush it, they screw it up and you get some very unhappy customers who will never buy toilet paper off you again. Mark, talk, tell us about it. Good morning. Hey man, um, yeah. Look, this process—it's—it's it's a process, and it's something a buyer can recommend to uh, an agent. It's something a seller can a process a seller can recommend to an agent in a negotiation, and so it's a process that other people can use in other businesses. So, in a business where there's a product that's you know particularly competitive to sell, uh, you know, for us, auction scenario is bloody awesome. But if you're not going to do auction, what's the next cab off the rank, almost like a silent auction or what's there? Is there another process that you can use to make everyone equally unhappy or equally happy? I guess it's the same thing. Uh, But it's, you know, it's a very, very hard and delicate situation when you get to that negotiation. You love the property. Another buyer loves the property. A third buyer loves the property. And you're looking down the uh, down the barrel of uh, of the negotiation, saying, "Shit, what do I do here?" And you're hanging on every word and every breath the agent takes to get the inroad to try to understand what your what your next move's going to be. Yeah, and like yes, it does. Good morning, Nikki. So, and one strategy we implement, we call it the best and fairest internally, and we actually call it to the buyers, um, best and fairest. And yep. where where we implement that, we'll, we'll have an, we'll just use an example, and let's say an apartment for sale. Um, we, well, we have a live example that had just happened in Narrabeen. Um, with Angelo and another member of the team as well. They're selling it. Now, where this is implemented and where it works really well, because I, let's put, put it this way. Let's say you're guiding 950 The owner wanted a million dollars. You got an offer let's, of a million. Let's use this real million. example. Let's use the real example of, um, of, that, of that property. So this literally was two, two days ago. This, this yeah. happened yeah. Monday, Monday. Yep. So basically, we'll got it's a three-bedroom apartment narrow band, but guiding say one three. Owner really wanted one three five, and within straight away there was four buyers who viewed it. Four buyers loved it, and they were all like, "Yeah, we're happy to pay one three five. Now, where the best and fairest works really well is generally when you're or, when the when you're already at the acceptable level the owner's happy to sell at with multiple buyers, because then. You, you've sort of got the dialogue with confidence, the highest offer will buy it. It's a little different when you're not there yet because you just don't have that confidence that the highest offer 
will buy it because you don't know if the owner is going to accept it. So where it happens, where where it goes wrong, let's sort of discuss, Mark, where agents screw it up or where everyone gets pissed off is um, is when let's say they offer one three five and then another and then another buyer goes I would like to buy it and then the other agent goes well I got a one three five then they go well I'll offer one three five five then the agent goes back to the other buyer going I got a one three five five then they go I got a one three six new buyer comes in at one three six five and it's just a Dutch auction everyone gets pissed off because the agents be like yep we're at a, a level the owner will sell at. So they come to that level thinking they're going to be the buyer. Then another one comes in and everyone just gets angry. Buyers a lot well, of time when you're away from the deal. When you're a buyer, how do you know it's true? You know, when you're a buyer, if, if an agent, so I know you're giving a bad example, but on that bad example, as a buyer, I get it as a buyer because you're like, is this, I don't know this agent. I don't know this guy. I don't know this other buyer. Is this true? Is this crap? Am I bidding on top of my own bids? Yeah, exactly. So it just, yeah, it doesn't sit well with any party. Now, Mark, tell us how we do it, how we do it. What, like what would we do in that scenario? Picasso. Charles, the window. Like, like the guy, like Picasso right next to me on Facebook was my background. Pablo Picasso. <laughs> um, look, guys, the, way, the best and fairest system is... And I guess this this is for everyone to learn. Whether you're an agent watching, whether you're a buyer watching, whether you're a seller watching, you, whether you apply it to your industry, it's for everybody to learn. And what we're talking about is the art of negotiation here. This is at the critical, critical point of the purchasing or selling of a property, depending on who you are. It's right at that pinnacle of the negotiation. If the agent negotiates this correctly, he could bag as much as 50, 100, 300,000, whatever the level of price is for the property, more for the seller. If the agent balls this up and stuffs this negotiation, the agent can, can burn every buyer that's there because every buyer goes, you know what, screw you. Don't believe another buyer. Don't think you've done this ethically. Don't trust you. Uh, they don't like it. Now, the best way and the art of the negotiation is always face to face. Yes. You know, if if you've got the ability to 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 negotiate belly to belly with a buyer, you will always extract more money out of that buyer. If you set up a buyer's meeting because they're interested in the property, everybody will turn up. Mm. Guaranteed. Why? Because they're spending half a million dollars of their hard-earned money and they will hang on every single word, sentence, breath that you take as an agent because they want to buy this property. It's important. Yeah, so they're not buying belly. something on Amazon for $2 and it's no. by Well, even if you are buying something on Amazon, look how much time you spend depending, you know, on that, on that property. Now add another three zeros or four zeros to the back of it. Imagine the time. So at this yeah. critical point of the negotiation, at the time to get the owners, the high, the owner, the highest price in the property, We've got to be belly to belly. You've got to be belly to belly. So as a buyer, if you're watching, get belly to belly with that real estate agent. Hey, I'm interested in making an offer. Can I come and see you? Hey, I'm interested in um, in making another offer. I'd like to come in again. There is not an agent in town that'll say no. And as yep. a real estate agent, if you've got a buyer that wants to do that and every buyer does, that's what you've got to do. 101. Now the process 
best and fairest, Michael. Tell us. Let, let's get into that now. So we we run this process. We've called it we've we've called the best and fairest because it's simply it's the the ultimate way to negotiate where you extract the highest price out of absolutely everyone in there. Now this is this is steering away. Another process is auction. I'm not taking away from that process, but if you're not doing auction and you've got a couple of buyers, this is the way we handle it. This is the way we recommend any industry should handle it when you yeah. get a hot potato. So we get face to face with the clients, wherever it is, and you sit, sit the client down and you just basically be open and honest, which is key. And you basically, you say, we've got multiple parties all at a similar level for this property. The owner is definitely very keen to sell, they're motivated. So what we're gonna do moving forward to avoid all the Dutch auction back and forth, which a lot of buyers don't like, and then you almost get them to say, you don't like that, do you? And I hate that way. So how do you yeah. do it? So we've actually got a letter template and you gotta keep in mind, agents are very good verbally, but a lot of people need writing to digest, to take it away. A lot of people face to face with you will nod and say yes, then they walk away and go, what did he say? So I think you've, as an agent, you've always got to back it up in writing as well. So it's a standard, it's a form. So basically the process will be by close of business at nominated time, morning and mail, and morning, uh, I say you meet on Monday, you say by Tuesday, 5 p.m., the best and highest offer will be presented to the owner. And if it's accepted, then we're going ahead with you. Each of each buyer chooses one figure and only has one chance. Now, what's key in the letter to extract the highest amount of price, and this is where it gets the strategy is very technical and genius. It basically says in the letter, this please confirm this is your highest offer. And we basically, if we have a higher offer, we will not come back to you and tell you, please confirm you accept this and you agree. Because what does every buyer tell you when they make an offer? Oh, if someone has a higher one, come back to me, which insinuates they will offer more money. So they're not giving you their best offer yep. by this letter. It basically says, confirm this is your best offer. Because if there's an offer a dollar higher, I'm not coming back to you to tell you because I know you can't offer any more because you've said it here. Give me your best and sign it. You get the buyer to sign it. So in the event they're not the highest offer, they don't get angry or you didn't give me the opportunity. It avoids all of that because that is the worst feeling uh, at the end of a deal that's been agreed, a buyer says, I would have paid more. Because one, they may just say it, but it makes the agent, like the agent goes, you didn't do your job. You didn't get the highest offer. Now where this is great, it's even playing field, it's transparent. And a lot of the time, like we'll give the example we had, uh, the property was guiding, I think it was one three or one three five. And four offers came in and they were all 50, 70, 80, 100 grand above the guide and they were truly their, their best offers. And the owner was ecstatic. Like we've had, to, like, oh, we'll just keep with that one example. Um, so then you get the envelope five, close the business and you open them all up and you got one, two, three offers. And the key thing is as well, Mark, is it's got in there, you confirm to exchange straight away. So it's not like someone gives you a really high offer because, oh no, I can't exchange for two weeks. It's very key to identify the buyer will have the 10% deposit check, will have the contract ready to exchange straight away. Because there is nothing worse than you have the higher offer and it takes a week to exchange. And the other three buyers are like, well, what's going on? I'll increase it, I'll do this, and it goes to shit. 
So it's very important to identify that the buyers understand they will not get an opportunity and they have to exchange straight away. Alternatively, we're going with the second offer, whoever exchanges within that couple of hours. That's key. So where, if, if you could take a photo of that and whack it up on, uh, on Facebook for us, um, on, on Novak Live, for anyone even watching on Insta, whack that up so people can see yep. what we're talking about at the end of, uh, we've got a couple of minutes just to close up. But closing up, the nuggets. Um, so what we talked about today is the art of the negotiation right at that time of getting, a, getting try, attempting to get an offer accepted. As a buyer, you've got, you know, the agent saying, look, uh, you know, you, it's going to be sold. It's going to be selling. It's going to be yep. sold. You're there. And there's another up. interested party. They always say that buyers always take it with a grain of salt. There's always someone else interested. Are you talking? Yes. And I don't know if it's truthful or not. You never know if it is. There's always another buyer. Yeah. Um, but generally, you know, yeah, it, you, you call you call bullshit and it sells. You go, oh, damn, and the next time you're a bit sharper. But that's what we're talking about now. And running that process. It's critical. As a buyer, you can ask for this process to be run. It's called best and fairest. As a seller, you can ask for this process to be run. It's called best and fairest. And as an agent, you can run this process. This is this is typically when it's not auction. It's the best way and it yes. takes all the bullshit. But don't forget, guys, the art is getting belly to belly with your buyer. You, yep. will, truly ex you will truly extract more out of your buyer in information, yep. in money, in honesty, Re yeah, and in, rapport. in rapport, uh, and and that goes both ways, yeah, yes. Um, that you will truly get that if you go belly to belly, and then you run the best and fairest. So you, what that is again in summary is you you are giving a deadline to the prospective purchasers out there. You are giving them all the same deadline. And they will not have an opportunity to increase their offer past that deadline. And that's the key, Mark. They understand they do not have an opportunity. And the key is they've acknowledged it and they understand that the agent will not come back to them saying someone else offered more. It's simply yep. going to be exchanged with the other buyer. And thank you very much. That's how you can get 10, 20, 50, 100, $150,000 higher than the guide price, higher than what the all buyers were like if you had four buyers at 135 i've seen it go i've seen one five like because the fear as look at narrabeen narrabeen is a great example pumping yeah, 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 yeah. A great example so, so that one we had in narrabeen on monday that went to a best and fairest and it was quite exciting because we actually wrote the offers on a table um after that I, I might pop that into the chat here while we've got it uh because it was yeah, a little fun. video so what we did as a team was we wrote, we all, so, cause this can happen with different agents representing different buyers, which is what happened in, in our office. But you've got, you know, two, two, three, four buyers, this circumstance, there was four buyers. Uh, they yep. all made their, their, their secret offers by, um, by five o'clock. They did it verbally, by the way. Um, or some, some buyers like to come in uh, on that final offer. Uh, then uh, we diplomatically did it as a team. We wrote one, two, three, four on a table. Uh, and instead of starting with one for one million, we started with zero for uh, uh, Angelo even did the cents. And then we worked, we worked the cents, the dollars, the ten, ten dollars, hundred dollars, one thousand dollars. We worked in on the number mm. and then we wrote that down. It was a bit of fun. I'll put the video in here so you can see what we're yep. talking about. 
but um, but yeah, the, negotiation. And that's the difference because the unit below sold for one two five two, like a week before. So not only did we yeah have the same unit, it got more. Good so point. It it works, and even from where that one buyer was, let's say they sold at one two five. We got it up to one three one three five. The best and fairest got it over one four. That's an same in a unit. nutshell. Same yes. unit, same floor plate, same building, one same level market. below, same market. No view, so it wasn't a view to change it. Same, none of that. Same, 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 same. One level below, sold for one hundred fifty thousand dollars less. I attribute this to great agents. I attribute this to the art of negotiation. I attribute this to best and fairest great database furthermore the property was only on the market for 48 hours beautiful and that's a wrap i think we covered it giddy up yeah thanks everyone cheers have a great day bye, bye. see you man <laughs>